When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NBL's a fascinating season. Some teams that started really well have hit the reverse beepers. Some that have started really slowly are starting to come hot. And uh, Melbourne United still leading the way at the top of the table. Now, I've got that much faith in Lincoln Allen, our producer. If he writes something on the screen, I will read it. So now we're joined by Felix von Hoff, ESPN NBL commentator and handsome guy. Hello, Felix. Yeah, that usually the last one is what I go by uh, most of the time. That's the one that I usually like. You, you, you as well, Julian. Don't act like we don't use the same moniker at times. But no, he's written you some good stuff on the screen there. It's exactly what's happening. It's, it's, it's as usual with the NBL. It's, it's a roller coaster season. It's all over the place. It is. Let's start with the defending champs, uh, the Sydney Kings. They're in a rut. How much pressure is building on the coach? Yeah, it's, look, it's a tough one because it, basketball's a weird sport where sometimes you can get coaches, and we've seen it with other teams this season, where it just takes a little bit of time to get in their systems because they come in and they totally change things up. And Mark Murder the King, things are quite different than what they were in the past. So I think personally some of the pressure is a little bit unnecessary. I, I think... He's got a couple of players on those teams that I think that aren't exactly giving 100%. Now, you've got to look at whether the coach is the reason they're not giving 100% or what's going on. But it's always tough to come into a team who's arguably had two of the best coaches the league's seen in a long time as their two previous coaches and has won back-to-back championships. But we've got to remember that this team lost their best player in Xavier Cooks, who was the league MVP. So it's going to take a bit of time to adjust to a guy who is your best defender and your best offensive player. When you lose him, a lot of adjustment has to make. But I think in a city like Sydney, much like Melbourne, they demand success. And I think the easiest scapegoat at the moment is the new coach. But I wouldn't be so quick to the fans out there to jump on him. I think at least I really do hope that they give him another year. And he gets to see a bit more time. We saw John really at Perth, you know, is now winning all these games. They wanted his head even earlier this season. So I do hope that Mark Mood gets a little bit more time. Yeah, I was going to ask you about John really in a sec. The Kings 10 and 10. They've lost seven of their last 10. They've publicly supported the coach this week. Uh, Gee, spicy one coming up, though, against Adelaide and DJ Vasilovic. That was not a nice parting of the ways between club and player. No, and I'll tell you what, it's always bad. When the, when the club comes out and supports the coach, you can always guarantee they're he gone. gone next week. He's that's gone. A, that's, that's usually how it works. But you're right with the, and the DJ stuff. Look, DJ's never been shy of sharing his opinion on whether it's the commentators, whether it's the league, whether it's his ex-club. So I'm not sure how much we can read into too much of the complaints sometimes that DJ throws out there. And I look, I, I love the kid. I, I love what he does. It, it's the theatre of sport. He creates a bit of drama with it. But yeah, there, there was a lot of the stuff that happened with Sydney was sort of, it was under the covers. We weren't really sure. You know, Bogut came out and said, no, we wanted him back. But then DJ said, no, they didn't want me back. And it was all a bit of a, you know, a mix-up. But, you know, he hasn't minced his words against them. So, And he's also a guy that's not afraid of putting up shots. So he's either going to come out and he's going to have 50 or he's going to attempt 30 shots and have one of the worst games of all time. I certainly hope that it's on the side of 50 and we get to see that sort of performance, but it can go any way with DJ sometimes. Now, that was an impressive win over Melbourne United for Adelaide the other day. Just on, John, really. I noticed on uh, NBL Extra Time, uh, there was a call to an apology to John, really. Should those that got stuck into John, really, early in the season apologise or the criticism at the time was warranted? 
Oh, look, it's a, it's a hard one. I've, I've struggled with that as well because I was always, look, I've known John Rillick for a while and I always, you know, I've, I backed him as someone who I just think is a really good guy and a really good coach. But at the end of the day, you know, no one owes anyone an apology. Your sports fans, your team's losing, crack in. As long as they're not being crazy disrespectful. And look, they weren't. They were just saying, this guy isn't the right guy for the job. You mentioned a Michael Voss extension. The Carlton fans were doing the same things and now they love him. So it's, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to being in sport. And I think sometimes you've just got to take the good with the bad. But I don't think that, yeah, I don't think the Perth fans necessarily owe him apology. But I think maybe buy him a beer if you win the championship and you see him rolling around the bar, at least that much. Peter Felix Von Hoff, ESPN NBL commentator. Can't work out the South East Melbourne Phoenix, Felix. They're in a bit of a rut at the moment. They've lost, I think, five of their last six matches. I can't work out if they're a good team or not. Where, where, do, you, where do you sit with the Phoenix? Well, look, I certainly sat at the start of the year. I thought you look at the roster with Alan Williams, Mitch Creek. They've got plenty of talent in there. And look, they've just brought in Abdel Nader, who's a good player. But look, you just got to look at the results. And, you know, they, they came out and lost, I think it was three games in a row by, you know, an average margin of 21 points or so, something like that. Just a, a horrid run of games. And they won a game on Christmas Day. And then they came out and said, cop that commentators, cop that media. You know, mm. you doubted it. Then they came out next week and lost by 30 again. So it's, you know, it's an interesting sort of spot that they're in and they've got the toughest run home out of any other team at the moment. So it's not looking, if they can't turn that around really quick, it's not looking too good. But, you know, I'm always hesitant of coming out and saying they're, they're done for the rest of the year because they could come around, it's the NBL, they could come around and win the next seven games. That's just, it's just a weird way in which this league works. But there's definitely some issues there. I think without Mitch Creek, they've realised how reliant they are on Mitch Creek at both ends of the floor. But, yeah, it's, it's really tough to put a nail on because, you know, I'll, I'll come on here and say they're done for the year and they'll win by 30 this weekend. So 38 points they were defeated by the Illawarra Hawks. What, what's going to happen at the Hawks? Justin Tatum doing a, a fantastic job. He, they're, they're moving in the right direction. They might even make the playoffs the way they're going at the moment. Would you ex- expect a decision on his future before the end of the season or are they just going to let that play out? Well, it's an interesting one with Justin Tatum because – He's really good friends with the owner. That's how this relationship started with the owner of the Illawarra Hawks. So that's how he sort of came from being someone who had not coached at a senior level at all. He coached high school basketball in America, and that was about the length of of what he'd done. And he had a really good relationship with the owner of the Hawks, and he said, hey, come over here and be be an assistant coach. And then obviously the the firing of Jacob Jacomas happened, and he jumped in. And now, you know, it looks like they've struck a goldmine, and they've realized, geez, this, this guy's a really, really good coach. And... They're starting to win a lot of games. I think that I can't... The only reason I would say you would have to sign him early and lock it all in is if there were other teams seeking him. If Adelaide was out there who's going to be looking for a new coach at the end of the season, if they were looking. But I think because of his relationship with the ownership there, I can't imagine him burning them and saying, I'm going to go to Adelaide instead of Illawarra. I think they've, they've probably... To be honest, they've probably already worked it out behind closed doors. And it's just a matter of, hey, let's let's... The going's good. Let's ride it out, and then we'll announce it all at the end of the season. Felix, for clubs that are, you know, might be thinking of changing their coach at the end of the season, or they're not sure whether they should re-sign their coach, where does Brian Gorgian fit into the conversation? I mean, he made those comments last week that you know the focus is the Boomers, but he wants to coach domestically again. He's knocked back offers. He can see himself back in the NBL. You I mean you'd be resident? You'd be um, reluctant to re-sign a coach if you got doubts when you know Brian Gorgian might be available. I think there's a lot of nervous coaches in that bottom three on the ladder. Look, oh, you look at South East Melbourne, you look at Sydney, he's a guy that's won championships at Sydney, he'd slot right back in there. Yeah. I do think that it's an interesting... South East Melbourne's an interesting one. Look, I, I have faith in Mike Kelly. I think he's been dealt some tough injuries this year. I'd like to see Mike Kelly extended. 
But it's another one where, you know, Brian Gorgian's grandkids live in Melbourne. Is this somewhere that he wants to live? And he's one of those guys that can sort of pick his place. Obviously, you won't be able to pick Melbourne United. Dan Bickerman's locked in there for sure. But it's also, you've got to remember, when he says domestically, I think something that's something that gets sort of lost in translation a bit, domestically also means in Asia. Yeah, true. Which is where he's coached for a long time. So I think when he made that comment, and he's never sort of, you know, spoken anymore on it, and he's over in the Philippines at the moment, which is a little bit interesting that he's over there, but there is a lot of money over there in Asia. And I know he can coach in China for over a million bucks a year. And it just wouldn't shock me if he decided to go down that route for just a couple more years and then come back or say, you know, to test the waters again. But I, I really hope to see him. Look, he's great for the league. He's, he's one of the best coaches to talk to. you got everyone that works in radio and TV. Yeah, fantastic. He's just the, he's the best guy. And he's got the best stories. So from so many levels, the NBL wants him back so badly, but it's just... You know, can you compete with a $2 million offer from the Guangzhou Dragons? It's, it's sometimes a little bit difficult in that. But I, I hope that he decides that, you know, he's, he's 70 years old, Brian. It's time to just come over and look after the grandkids. Just just stay over here. You don't need to be over there in China. Enjoy your time in Australia. Tonight we're back in action. It's the Bullets and the Jack Jumpers. Bullets all of a sudden moving in the right direction. Uh, Casey Prather's come in. Are they a team you can see making a run? Yeah, for sure. Look, they've, they've had a good roster for the entirety of the year, but it's just one of those ones where it's they've got a new coach in and they were an absolute basket case, to say the least, yeah. for two years. So trying to fix that. And also you've got a couple of players on the roster that Justin Shuler, the new coach, has sort of inherited. So he's trying to play his sort of fast-paced style. And you've got a couple of players that, you know, you've been paid a lot of money, so you've sort of got to still incorporate them in, especially with big Aaron Baines. That's not really a a Justin Shuler type guy, but he's such a good player that you've, you've still got to have him out there on the floor. So Casey Prather will be a massive, a massive plus for them once he gets his feet under him. And I think it'll still take a couple more weeks. He was probably two hour, two years out of the game altogether with that knee injury. So once he gets his feet, I think that they will be, there'll be someone if they sneak into that playing sort of playoff area that you won't want to be facing first round. That's for sure. NBA action, the roller coaster that is the career in the last 12 months of uh, Ja Morant. Unfortunately, he's taken another turn for the worst. Labram tear out for the season. So 6-19 and 19 without him, 7-4 and four with him, and now he's gone down. That is a savage yeah. blow. That is, a, that is a tough one. Look, you know, obviously the, the first part by his own doing and then the next part, it's just sometimes how it works. A tough one for me in fantasy as well because I had him locked in there, Waited him out the whole year in NBA fantasy, had him locked in there, and now I've lost him for the year. So woe is me. But someone say your no, whole I... lot. Someone say your whole life's a fantasy, Felix. So it's okay. <laughs> at times, at times, there's a, there's a nine week period where it drifted away there for a while, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the the tough thing with the NBA. Look, touch wood, we've been lucky, and I'm trying to find some wood around the house to just touch here. But touch wood, we've been lucky with some of these NBA superstars that we haven't lost too many over the last couple of years. Like. You know, we've been able to see them at their best, and it's, it's always tough to see one of the most exciting players go down like that. And what about are you uh, lining up again for the Tigers? Oh, I am. Gazy got you pre-season, hard work? Gazy, I'll tell you what, I was, you know, I was relaxing, having a nice summer, enjoying myself. I get down to practice last night, and he's screaming the ears off some poor 18-year-old kid that's just finished a day of uni that missed the layup. So we're, <laughs> we're back to it. We're back to it with Gazy. There, there is not a more passionate man in sports than Andrew Gaze. He rocks up every Tuesday, Thursday, and the weekend, and he will go with more passion than you've ever seen. And this is a Hall of Famer. With more passion you'll ever see, he will go, the poor kid that can't make a layup, he'll just give, he'll just give him hell. Is he, is, so, he, is he harder or is he softer on young Mason, his boy? No, he's hard on Mason. Yes. No, he, I, he, I he, imagine he, that. 
Yeah, he gives it to Mason. There is, uh, what's the name? He is equal opportunity when it, when it comes to the lashings, Andrew. But no, he's, he's fantastic. It's probably the main reason I'm playing. You know, you can't, you can't sort of give up the opportunity to just be coached under a guy of that sort of caliber and, and that sort of player. I think it's something you can sometimes take for granted because he's, he's always around. But no, it's pretty special. No, to have him around. No, he's the captain of Australia for a reason. Uh, Felix, uh, as always, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, it's a great NBL season. You catch it all on ESPN. We're back in action tonight. Uh, it is the Bullets versus the Jack Jumpers. Uh, we'll speak soon. Easy. Thanks, George.